Kelly and Jeff Morrow. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Oh, man. Are we recording? Like, are we going right into it? Sorry, I'm not going to. Someone brought me these giant beers here. So <laughs> raise your hand if you. From Peoria, right? Peoria. I know. I, I smelled it when you guys walked in. It was like, that's Peoria. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Nice to see you. What are your names? Bree. Bree. Greg. Bree and Greg, thank you for the world's largest can of beer. I don't know whether if you should feel lucky or homeless with this. No, I'm oh, kidding. No. Oh. That, you know what I mean. <laughs> Too, big soon. Too soon. What? Oh. Steel bullet. What's the? Never what? mind. What? Let me get set up here. Emily. Everybody. Yeah. Emily Morrow, my sister. Hi. Hi, everybody. So glad you all could make it. Lisa Critch, the yes. COO of Morrow Provisions. She's making sure we have plenty of product here. And she's going to be running around with the mic when we... Do a little Q&A here coming up, but we're going to start to stick to the format. Does everybody here listen to Come On Over, right? Okay, good. Oh, look at that. Well, thank you all because uh, this is an overwhelming success, I think, for, mm-hmm. you know, a beautiful location, but hopefully we'll do more of these. I'm yeah, gonna... totally. What do you think? Because I like I'm... being live in front of people. I know you do. I like a microphone. I know. <laughs> I got my laptop here. Oh, I got wow. double screens, but this, um, this yeah. This is strange we'll be... because I'm not used to like, well, we are used to being side by side, but this is just this live format and then seeing... All you beautiful faces it makes me kind of nervous. Um, I know, and a lot of familiar faces too. I know. Some not so familiar. Yeah, who we got in there? Some are kind of scary looking. Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, it was my dream to to do a podcast, Emily, one day with my little sister, uh, oh, that's... right in front of a giant hot dog cutout. I know, it's gorgeous. In a wall of Jardinera, <laughs> and then right under an Italian beef cutout. You know, it's just it it just feels in right. Elmhurst I know. <laughs> in a tiny museum. I made it. You're here. You know, it was like when I was when I went to my first uh, daytime Emmy. Oh yeah, celebration. What the first or second one you lost? This was the second one. The first okay. one I lost twice. Forgot. All so right. this is technically the sec- third loss, but oh. it was the second time I was sitting up there waiting for my name to be called, uh, and I said, "Doesn't yeah. matter that I didn't get the W. I didn't get to bring home the trophy." No. I, I had a dream the night before that one day I'd be surrounded by giant cutouts of food of some of my favorite food in Elmhurst, <laughs> and it's com- surrounded with giant cans of beer from Peoria breweries. What do they say? Go big or you know go Home. back to sleep. Um, all right, so we're going to start this off, Emily, just as yeah. we do our normal podcast. This is all being recorded, so we'll True. all we'll have some video content. We got two camera shoot here. Oh my god, I thought we were just going to have one. Oh, dude, we're in Elmhurst, dude. This is big money. Here. Oh. <laughs> I think. First, we have to give some thanks before we get going because we, we didn't do this ourselves. Like no, this we did didn't not. happen. First of all, the people at the Elmhurst History Museum for approaching us, wanting to make this happen. Specifically, Patrice, Jesse, the both Dan's. You know, this has been so much fun, and they've asked us what we needed, and they delivered. And in every way and more. So thank you very much for that. And the E-Town Lowdown crew for ma- recording this. Because that's not me or Jeff over there. We're having people record it for the first time. Which I feel fancy, Jeff. This is definitely not my basement setup. No, I'll this is not way. your basement. Although there still is giant food and your basement. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. No, my basement's pretty sweet, guys. But not as sweet as the Elmhurst History Museum. Which is, just got voted in the Sun-Times or the Elm Leaves. What? Or the was <laughs> the Pioneer it's, Press. It's, it's the Smithsonian of, of Elmhurst. Wow. They just said it. <laughs> it's just it just came out today, right? But it's being trumped by 
Queen Elizabeth, which moment oh, of silence for Queen Elizabeth. Oh How about it? Who would have thought it would have happened? Especially a day of all days. I know. I'm surprised we didn't preempt this whole thing because of the passing of I know. a legend. I mean, she just did so much great in the world. She did. Like, you know? And she's like, how old is she? She's like just 106. 106. Stop. 96. 96. Might as well be 106 at this point, right? I know. I hope I get to. This is, I'm just going to eat pizza every day. <laughs> 106, do nothing. I'm going to start smoking cigarettes again. Well, Emily, Mom no. understands. <laughs> She's like, when have I lived to 75, which you're... <laughs> wow. Okay, I think this, we'll change it we to got 80. A, we got a long show I, ahead of us. You already... Don't burn Mom in the I beginning. Know, we were not going to do it, but, um, but thank you for all of our contest winners as well. Yes. Yes. Clap, let's all clap, clap for the contest winners. They did the thing. They tagged us. They did the assignment, yes. and uh, you know we know who's listening. We just thank you guys for contributing in all your questions and everything. This is something we started two years ago, well over two years ago, during the mm-hmm. pandemic, the beginning, um, and it was, I don't know, it just made sense from the first, I mean, the first yeah. episode made zero sense, so oh we scrapped God. it. One day that will never see the light of day. It was all that, about Greece too. It was all about Greece too, 100%. which we love. I still have it somewhere. Um, but it just was not uh, fit to air. So no. we, uh, you know, we tuned up and, and it's been bliss ever since. And there's nobody I'd rather host a podcast with. Oh, Jeff. That is the, my, there's no second younger sister <laughs> I would rather, oldest of my younger sisters, sisters. that I'd rather host a podcast with than you, well, thank you. Lil I, Sis Emily. I, I so would, thank you. I, you're my only second older brother. I would, you know, younger older brother, younger older brother that I would do a podcast with. So no, it's, but it's been fun. So you know, people dig it. Oh my god, cousin Melissa's here too. Hello, looking Allison. Oh my god, I don't see her there. Well, Allison's a local Elmhurstian. Yeah. Is that how we say it, Elmhurstian? I'm sure that is. Um, we'll go with it. But thank you guys. We'll see everybody shows up. I know, Emily. right? And look, Bert's here. Bert's here. Everybody's here. Mom and Pam and Gus here on the front. They have their own songs. We got a barb. We got a barb here. No, Linda. Here. Linda couldn't make it. The quintessential barb. There's a Peggy, of course. Wherever there's a barb, there's a Pam and there's a Peggy, usually. So mm-hmm. we got all the, the characters are on display here. So, Emily, let's hit this off. Five, four, three. Jeff, we have to do this. Oh, yeah. Play the songs, Emily. That was the intro. by the for that one that can you hear it? Yeah. Is it so fun? Come on over. Come on over. Just bring some ice. Yeah, seriously. Like I wrote that song. Can you believe that I wrote that, Emily? And I, Jeff, I'm in and you brought oh, ice today. You, I did bring he ice brought today. Ice here I did. Today. That's the uh, yeah. That, that that's a Morrow donation. All the fine, and I got good beer and I got good wine, of course. Mm-hmm. Little Pinot Grigio for Santa Margarita. Santa Margarita. That was for, for very mommy. nice for mommy. But uh, welcome to our first ever live recording of the Come On Over podcast. Yes. Thank you everybody for being Ooh. here. There's live humans here. Um, well, we got quite the audience here today. We have obviously everybody from the Elmhurst Museum. We've already shot out to. Uh, but before we get to business, everybody, this is official. Like as of an hour ago, we got a sponsor. We got a sponsor. We got a sponsor. Anybody knows how hard we've been working at getting a sponsor. Mostly my family knows that this was a long time coming, but but we definitely found the perfect sponsor because. I authentically use this product. Um, 
So this show is sponsored by Recovering Bro that I'm thrilled to, you know, forge this relationship with officially at our first live recording of Come On Over. I personally benefited from this product. Every night before I go to bed, I drink this powder. It's really good. You can it, drink I, a powder? I don't take any over-the-counter drugs or prescriptions for sleeping. Mm. I just take this all-natural powder, which has like magnesium, GABA in there, some other things. It's called Nightcap. I put a little bit in. It tastes kind of nice. Got really no calories, oh. so I don't break All my right. fast. And I go to sleep, and I wake up very refreshed, and I get very high sleep scores because I wear the ring now oh. that gives me sleep scores. So that's why I reached out to these guys. I knew one of the guys. His name is Kenneth Yoder, and he worked on Sandwich King many moons ago uh, as like a field producer. He's a great guy, and he's uh, head of marketing for this company. It's a Chicago company startup good people fun branding fun so follow them on uh instagram at recovering bro but check them out because we have a a promo code oh my god i know so official so long-winded sometimes i'm so long-winded but i'm really happy about this we have a promo code that's recovering that's the morrow that's the come on over difference we give you the value for your sponsorship all right so all you got to do is go to recoveringbro.com today and use the code recovering morrow and we've also included a link in our show notes okay so it's happening i'm like it is all Wait, Happening. Jeff, there's something I have to ask you. How is your Right over here. Instant Tend to kitties. This week. Tell me how was your week? Little kitties. This week. How was your week? Meow. I want some milk. Like, can you imagine being my wife? And she's upstairs, and I'm downstairs doing about 40 takes of that song. I, and she can hear me going, meow, I want some milk. My family. It's a lifestyle choice. It is a lifestyle choice. But yeah, so um, Jeff, how was your week? Well, I got back from another trip to South Carolina. Of course. We flew into Savannah and went to a, a, a location called Palmetto Dunes. Mm. And it was a kind of a, not a last minute trip. But a trip that has been canceled like three or four times. But, and I was going to have to pay a lot of money unless I took the trip. Yeah. This was like the last weekend. So we, we figured why not uh, Labor Day. And we went with our friends. And I ate shrimp oh. and grits. I canoed oh. or kayaked. Totally miserable. Anybody oh kayak God, out the there? Is anybody? Know. Okay, let me rephrase that. You've kayaked. Have you kayaked with like a significant other or a spouse or anybody, a partner? Have you ever just kid? Oh, even worse. Even worse, I mean, people die kayaking because marriages break up all the time. Even the kayak guy, like the kid who gave my kayak, he's like, yeah, they're all happy when they when I leave there and they come back in and they are not happy and they are fighting for days. Because the option with the kayak was, do you want to do the fresh water like through the estuaries? It's all calm. You'll see crocodiles, right? Maybe a, a an egret, right? That, that's a bird. Uh, it right? is a bird. Yeah, yeah. A, a great blue heron. Ooh. You see all these people. Maybe an osprey. If you keep your eyes to the those are like uh, crossword puzzle words. No, it's Scrabble words, Emily. Yeah, sorry. So we uh, so we chose the saltwater side because you can you might be able to see dolphins, oh. but the saltwater side's like right at like the sea. So it is very hard mm. to paddle. Yeah. And Sarah's yelling at me. She's like, it's only going left. You're like, well, I'm a pedaling right. And you're sitting there and you're in the middle of like the ocean and it's miserable Ooh. and it's hot. And look at what I got a blister from kayaking. Oh, my God. That's. Yeah. I injured myself kayaking. Wow. First of all, that's a testament to my love 
for my wife. But we did it. Lorenzo wanted to go on the soft water. Every, we did see dolphins, though. So we oh. saw dolphins. They come out, and they're all shiny. Oh. And then they, they come out again. They and then they come out, and then you're like, can we go back? <laughs> Because it's not like you're you're not riding the dolphins, oh, Emily. You're not feeding is, it fish. Which is the dream. I don't have the whistle around my yeah, neck. No. It's, <laughs> it's not going through the hoops, jumping with no, the ball. This no. is not the shed. No. Rest in peace. Shamu. I don't know. I got feelings about that. So, so. it was you such a beautiful vacation, form. except for the kayaking experience. But we did do clay shooting, too. What's it with like the, yeah, the, the you discs? Pull and it's they like shoot. something like the Kennedys did at like yeah. in a bunked port. No, this is one of those places. I'm just being honest because this is a circle of trust here. It, where we stayed was where Justin Bieber recently got married. Whoa. Yeah, big time. The, the Haley. Big oh my time. God. So uh, did you did you see remnants of Biebs? There was just Bieber spray everywhere. Oh. <laughs> did you smell the Bieber? They're like, no, it's Bieber spray. Watch out for those Biebers. Oh, no. no. The Bieber, the Bieber was, everybody had like a Bieber story. You know, oh, they God. couldn't wait. Like Kardashian the, the stayed there. Yeah, this was highfalutin. This, uh, hey, you know, Emily, I'd say this wait. all the time. International star of state screen and television oh, here. This is yes, what this gets did. you. Two-time Look Emmy. at me. You think Bieber, you know, what? went to the, to the Palmetto Bluff and then boom, three days later. He's working a room in Elmhurst. You I think he did that? Doubt it. No. He's at an amphitheater. I'm the real champ. I'm the people's champ, Emily. Yes, you know, I'm not going to argue with that. But it was it was very quick. It was fun. Um, we went with our friends and we had a lot of laughs. Uh, and it was just relaxing. And it's an easy trip. Savannah's like two hours away. Mm. I don't know. This might be my that re- might be my retirement. Oh wow! Town. I could see you there in like linen pants. Yeah, linen you pants. Start, oh, you, you can know, I talk about every? Okay. There's two tiny kinds of anybody a southerner. In here, no. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I guess it shows no, their fan base. The best people. But there's two kinds of Southerner dress. They, the men, men Southerner the men hat. dress two different ways. They either look like... Seersucker. They're going golfing. They got the, the, the pastel polo tucked in, braided belt, khaki shorts, mm-hmm. like boat shoes. Familiar with that right? type. Yeah. Little, you know, little yeah. dad body. Hey. Mm-hmm. They got the dad bod. Mm-hmm. Looking good. Right? Ooh, hey, come on. We got like three kids and they're friendly and they... And then the wife is you know, blowing you know, the hair and all that. <laughs> and then there's the other Southern man that looks like like Chris Pratt in like a Navy SEAL television show. Like beard, what? burly, really? the hat, like a fishing kind of hat on. They looks like they just got back from, you know, Nam? A, not Nam, but no. like a mission, a SEAL mission. SEAL teams five, okay. four, three, six, whatever. I could see it. The, right. They, yeah. they drink a beer and they crush it immediately. Yeah. And they get a beard. And they're. They're like always simmering yeah. below the surface, some sort of like yeah. anger that's uh-huh. stemming from their childhood. Like there's yeah. something that they haven't resolved, but it's coming out in day to day life. Yeah. But yeah, that was a gr- that was really all the takeaway I got wow. from that trip. That very nice trip was don't kayak with your loved one. Okay. Did you enjoy it when you kayaked? No. I, I enjoyed the kayaking, but then after the, we, we, it was quick, and then we decided to try the canoe. And the canoe- oh, you doubled down on paddle sports. <laughs> Really? How did you? How do your fingers even exist anymore? Forty-two minutes of kayaking. I was like, I can't even shampoo my hair that night. Oh no! Stop it. It was sad, but yeah, it's a lot of work. But and then the canoe, you're doing this motion. You guys are a very sporty family. Oh yeah. God bless. Well, that's a takeaway. Don't kayak with a loved one mm. in two kinds of southern guys. It's a well, very general statement, but mm. these are just bits I'm coming up with on the fly, guys. Emily. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So my week. I'm just gonna you know be 
be quick about it because who really wants to hear about my week? Oh, but um, no. I think everybody. Okay. Do you guys want to hear about Emily's week? It's no, always it's so t- interesting. Isn't it? She always does 43 times more things than I, I do. I do, so kind of. Let's hear about it. I went to a Greek baptism, an Orthodox Greek There you go. Baptism. See, how do we, how do we, we, we could have missed out on a, on a Greek, uh, who doesn't love the Dude, Greek? Betty's there. So Keith's fun. Greek. I know. Yeah. Betty's goes so Greek. She's like, she always just like goes into like talking Greek when you're talking about anything in life. It's, it's Wait, amazing. First, is anybody like limited Greek that's really Greek you know most Greeks are like I am Greek Greek. you're like like fourth generation like I am not got the chains the best oh yes they're good their party afterwards was like a wedding practically and like people are all dressed in pink and flowers and they're dancing and we actually had me and the the table I was around did a bet about how many courses they were going to have because the last baptism we went to when for their younger kid I don't even know how many and Let's just say I won with 10 courses. That was 10 10 courses. Like family style plated? Family style. And we like discussed each one because it was sometimes it was two or three plates. Sometimes it was just one. But we were all in agreement that this was one course. And they had 10 courses, including dessert. Was this Katie, your friend Katie Katie, Kostianis? Dr. Katie Kostianis, famous. was like so not Greek. Yeah, she's not Greek at all. But her husband's very, very Greek. 10 courses. Mm Mm-hmm. How, lamb. Did we see any lamb? Zero lamb. Zero lamb? I thought there was going to be another... I thought I was going to lose because I was like, there has not been lamb yet. What about those the beautiful potatoes and rice? I love those Greek potatoes Did they, and they rice. They had the rice. Lemony. They didn't have the potatoes. Melissa, cousin Melissa who was there, was there rice? I don't remember if there was rice, but I wasn't sure what the potatoes. No potatoes. She, oh, she, she said was, no there potatoes. There was rice. So yeah. it was just 10 courses of rice. Wow, great party. How much did you get? No, but... I hope you put in cash and kept the envelope oh, no. unsealed. I gave him a... Uh, my father taught me that. He's like, don't seal the envelope till you get the third course. <laughs> they could fool you with an open bar, and then next thing you know, right? It's a cold piccata. No. No, it was all, all the food was delicious, and I didn't give cash. I gave them a... Oh, God. A unicorn jewelry box. It's just terrible. What? It's like... It's either they're, you're they're the, fine. They're, they're financially the fine. They, I know. You know what? I'd rather give them something that their daughter could be like, oh, like... That's Whatever, nice. like like Papa Emily. Gave I thought me. It, I thought they had a son. That's why I was like, oh no, you gave him a unicorn gift box. You know the well, great, hey, you know the great. Like, but this really... is not what we do. I know. <laughs> They're allowed. It must to... be a Pegasus <laughs> riding a, a, a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so did that. What else? Um, Got to say this real quick. Uh, me and Mikey Savage were sitting at a, a restaurant bar. Two o'clock on a Monday. Oh, sat next to this. Hands, no, we we're, sit, we're sitting next to, to this. Each other's eyes. To this elderly lady. She was oh. probably somewhere in her nineties. She lives across the street. Goes there almost every day for like her two, three o'clock lunch. Just sits by herself with her little Kindle. She started talking to us and like couldn't stop. Apparently, she used to be like a gumad for oh. for gangsters like oh. Giancana. Like I couldn't. I, I can feel yes. it. Yes, it's magic. She kept, so she just kept on going and going like as she was telling like she, she didn't get into like sexy details, <laughs> but she was just she would tell stories. She's like, I was at the Rainbow Room in New York. She really hates Schomburg. I don't know why. <laughs> She's like, where are you from? Don't tell me it's Schomburg. And I'm like, no, thank God. Wow. But I, I was just like she. I think she does this to everyone who sits next to her, but it was her name was Betty. It was it was a delight. I, I would sit. I, I 
like me and Mike were talking about making plans with her so we could get more stories. Oh my God! Well, shout out to Betty here. The Gumad of the Year, ladies and gentlemen. Just just announced Gumad of the Year. Maybe we should get her on the podcast. Just get you. That's what Mike was saying. Mike's like he's he thought that she would be good on the podcast. I don't know. I don't know if we have enough time for her. She really went on for a while. Well, you can always edit her. That is <laughs> very true. The very, very Gumad true. Tales. What was her name? Betty. Betty. Do we get the last name though? No, she, not oh, at all. She's, I not, think she's oh, hiding oh, things. Oh, oh, but oh, yeah. Betty it is. Mm. <laughs> Betty. Betty B. Betty um, B. But yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty much uh, my week in a nutshell. You guys didn't get trapped in the rain or anything like that? You and Michael? No, okay. we did Did you run a tandem bike in the No, we've Lincoln never. Park? I, think, I think that would be the end of our relationship. What? No, well, just like, yeah. I don't think we would do oh, it's well a, it's a It's a land together. kayak. You know. A, 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 a double bike. Uh. <laughs> what do they call them again? I just said it. A tandem bike. A tandem bike. bike. Yeah, it's you like got a land right. kayak. You will that's very good. much split up after that. I know. I know. We so, don't want to do that. We, we try to, to avoid triggering activities for a uh, hothead from uh, Worcester, Massachusetts and an emotional Italian girl like myself. Yeah. It's a very strong. Just a fun combination yeah. sometimes. Hothead Irish and a hothead Italian together. What can go wrong? Just throwing things. God damn it. No, it's not yeah, like that. Sauvage. Get we it? love him. We yes, love Michael Yes, we do. Sauvage. He wishes he could have come, but, you know, he's got like two parties at work. Oh my heavens! He, God he, bless they, him. He cooks for like the Braves and shit. The people who come in. Oh, sorry. You I'm swear sorry. in this church. I'm sorry. I got comfortable. This is. But so no, but like he does. Hallowed ground, Emily. They do come stuff on. for like the Cleveland, whatever. Um, the the Reds. You're right? done. You're is done. Is that what they are? I don't for the know. for the teams. You're done. You've lost. You lost us all at Cleveland. He, he cooks for the teams. That's for all. Cleveland? That's the takeaway. Yeah, the away teams. Oh, he does. Yes. He does. Oh, he doesn't do the cups. Yeah, he does like he does catering the for them. Mm. They, yes. they throw him a bone. They're like, I know. Someone's got to cook for him. For the Reds. Yeah. Oh Cincinnati God. Reds. There it is. There it is. Got Emily. There. Yeah. We'll start you off on this one. Hmm. What do you want? Oh, wow. Should we play the whole song, Emily? No, I don't think. Unless you people want to hear it and sing along. I mean, can you imagine? I'm in my basement for no, like four I, hours in a row, and my wife's like, oh, my heavens, what is he doing with his time? All right. All right. Emily, what are you watching? This is this is big news, Emily. What am I what, watching? We all need to know what you're watching. All right. You, you dictate. Okay. You know what? This week, huge, huge. I know I've talked about it twice. Claim to Fame had the season finale, and it was explosive. And has we found has out. anybody has watched it, Claim to Fame yet? Oh, wait. Lisa's rolling with the mic right uh, now. We're doing this, uh, a Povich, yes. we call this Povich style. It's Jenny Jones style here when we're doing. <laughs> we're Jenny Jones. Okay. Tell, what is so great about Claim to Fame? Just, just tell us why you like it, Bert, uh, and your name. Uh, my name is Bert. Um, I like Claim to Fame because it's, it's literally a show about relatives of celebrities who actually you don't know who they are so it's a show they do like um, challenges and there's a bunch of drama in the, you know in the show um, a lot of lying deceit yes <laughs> so much deceit but they're entertaining characters right they are so and some of, the, some of them are obvious and some of them just i mean i didn't know until yesterday until i watched the show and like two of the people who, who yeah. they were 
But it's a great show. I mean, I, I was I went to Emily's house one day, and she was like, you have to watch the show. I was so annoyed with her. I said, stop making me watch the show. And I got into it. I mean, we watched like three episodes together. I know. And then he kept on texting about me incessantly for like the next two weeks every right. day. He's like, oh, my God, Logan. <laughs> I know. But you guys should watch it. If you haven't, an ABC or Hulu. Again, we, we've talked about this on, on this oh, show. Oh, thank you, Bert. Thank you, Bert. Give him a round of applause. First contributor. I know, thank right? You. Thank you, Lisa, for expertly running the mic to Bert. We uh, would if if the producers of season two, hear me out. Yeah. Claim to fame, call you up, Emily. We know you're the sister of the immensely famous Jeffrey Michael Morrow. <laughs> Will you compete on season two of Claim to Fame and do it? Sorry, potentially, potentially. But I this is the thing is that I think um, we're not saying like I'm famous at all, but I'm around your social media. I'm, okay. you know, we're so tagged a okay. lot. There might be too much. I'm not like so I, much in I, the shadows. I get like, it. Maybe, I know what you're saying. Maybe Dana would be great on Dana claim would to be fame. great on it. Maybe. Not, <laughs> oh man. Oh my God. Or maybe it's all happening. mom. Oh, mom on claim to fame. She'd be on there. Do they make you like stand on like a, like a, like a stool for seven hours until someone falls off one of those? No, it's not like big brother, but they did have to eat some like crickets last night. Damn, I know, which so I would old. never survive a challenge. Well, like to that. the producers of claim to fame listening, Emily is too famous for claim to fame. So <laughs> no. please forward the emails to Dana Teresa Morrow at gmail.com. <laughs> but um, I, I'm going to go right into my pick of the week. Oh, Jeff, House of Hammer. Oh, that's on the Discovery Army Plus about about Army Hammer on Discovery Plus about his like sordid depravity, sexual deeds, and then his families, and it's just it's just gross and awesome, and I love it. It's amazing that this guy who was starring in films like a year ago is now selling timeshares in is, Cayman. Did you see him in? in I saw him in Cayman outside. Stop the, it. Yes, outside a hotel, like drinking with like four people under a cabana, looking attuned up. And but, he's like a big guy, so he's hard to miss. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. So I went up. I hung. We had a whole night of it. We Shut ate up. people. I know, stop. Yes. There was some weird cannibalism things yeah. like we element went, yeah we went their... we went snorkeling right off the shore and then ate some human meat oh gross no there is some cannibalism th- stuff that he yes has... there is that's what i'm saying where he's like i want to eat your ribs and i don't know we're not going to get but into it. never... it's a family show kind of i but... love ribs though i know if i were going to eat any part of the human i would do wouldn't you do ribs mom Remember that was, that was that was a nice yeah. They call me McRib because you could see my rib through my skin because I was thin. That was a Which fun three weeks. Very strange for a Morrow. Yes, exactly. And then and then the Morrow jeans kicked in. They're like, <laughs> not so fast. Joking. Hmm. And then my rotten pick of the week. Uh oh. Which I'm currently still watching. So it's kind of I don't know why I'm still watching it, but I got to see it through to the end. Is Devil in Ohio? Oh, so watch it. Hold on. Hold on. Can we get the mic? Can we get the mic on Pam, please? All right. I know I. it's just terribly predictable. The writing's terrible, everything. But I want to hear what you think about it, Pam. I thought the first episode... This is Pam. <laughs> you sound terrific, I, Mom. I thought the first episode was compelling. And then after the second one, it just seemed like, eh. Just another one of those Hallmark... It's I mean, like not a long Hallmark, Lifetime movie. X-rated Hallmark. It's not that X-rated. Lifetime. Is there new? Not really worth the time. Where's the X-ration? Remember we started watching that one? You didn't like it. 
Is there nudity in it? No, there's zero no, nudity. No, no, I don't mean extra. There's like just teenagers mean, it's like that violent. Make out. What, what about SSE? What? Strong sexual content. No. <laughs> what did you say? SSE. Strong sexual content Strong. from the TV guide back in the day. <laughs> Jeff would I'm circle. Like, what should I watch tonight when everybody goes to bed? I'm like, yeah, no, SSE. I, would, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't really was. I wouldn't waste my no. time on watching the whole series. All right. but, but yeah, it was not the, worth it. The, I agree. Um, the acting's not great. It's like one of those movies that every single element like they, they got the bottom of the barrel for no what? no talent mom what's your pick of the week this week oh pick of the week we are currently watching we like it sounds really corny but we do like the british shows oh boy and there is one called guilt oh. that is a series and we what we're watching that right City on the Hill are very, very favorite. I think above guilt. City on the Hill was awesome. City on the Hill was about Baltimore. Uh, Kevin, no, not- Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, huh? Best looking guy around. Wow, to, really? Still wow. to this day, he's very, he's very chiseled. Absolutely. Got a lot of sex appeal. Does he? Really? Wow. wow. Wait, hold on. Gus has got something oh. to say. Lisa. I mean. I always no, thought Dad. Dad. I always that. thought Dad was a Cook County Kevin Bacon. I was like, that guy. My dad what? looks like Kevin Bacon. So, I <laughs> oh my gosh, you, you hit it on that. I've he's, never he's heard got you. a great swagger in the show. I mean, Uh-oh. the show's excellently written, excellent characters. The casting spectacular. The people in the show are convincing. The storylines. There's a few storylines, maybe about four of them, that are in- intriguing and capture your attention, but. Sounds kind of this is a bro love or whatever you call it. Bromance. He wa- bromance. He walks into the room. Kevin Bacon. He's got that, like you said, the he swagger. Owns, he owns that he smiles. He's got a little history behind him. Oh. It's quite, quite uh, interesting <laughs> show. Does anybody else watch this? This city the, on the hill. Anybody? Is, is anybody watch this salacious show? This 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 softcore pornography called uh, City on the Hill, starring Kevin. Kevin the Hammer Bacon? <laughs> Maybe this is not even a real show. Maybe I don't know. Like, I, I watched. What's happening? I have right watched now? I it's on Showtime. It is oh. on Showtime. Yeah, no, I watched the first few episodes. I just kind of I forgot to go back to it. But from what I saw, I liked. It takes place in Boston. Yeah. Boston. Yeah. That's it. And you know, they're all like, right. oh, yeah, I know how they are. Jesus. Help all of us. If you're looking to move from six degrees of Kevin Bacon to one degree of Kevin Bacon, oh. watch City on the Hill. Oh, what is. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I know, Bacon. but who, why would you be one degree if you're just mom watching wants to it? Because mom and dad want to meet him. Mom will make it happen. They want to be with him. Um, uh, <laughs> dad, what's your pick? What else are you, what, what are you watching? Gee, it's, uh, it's kind of tough. Uh, I'm trying to. <laughs> That's all. What do you watch at night? How long do you watch at night? Uh, YouTube. <laughs> Camping stories. <laughs> People, uh, cold weather camping, um, rebuilding of old campers and going camping in Alaska. Have we ever camped? I, I haven't camped at all. But what's nice about it? It's 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 relaxing. You know, you watch it. You sit back and you just look at the snow and these guys are cuddled up in a tent. He's there next to the What? But they're usually alone. Oh, once in a while they 
a dog. You hear the sizzling of the bacon. Uh, they do do a lot of cooking in it. Oh, that's they good. They do a lot, a lot of campsite cooking. But that's probably it. Uh, and whatever she wants to watch. Of course, naturally. Which is, I know. Oh, well, my so, heavens. Oh, God. Oh, well, my thank God. you for that, Ted. Everybody Wait. check out camping stories, cold water, cold weather camping, which is ironic because we never went camping. No, we not, not once. We did no outdoor uh, excursions or, you know, no. overnight things like that. No, so I went funny. once as an adult in it like a music festival where there were some outside elements to kind of help aid you in the comfort level. And it was, I was a mess, yeah, but well, I, I adapted. I don't think that was due to the camping. I'm no, I was great. Sizzling in your pan there. But like, you're sitting there like about to go into your tent. You're like, wait, do I take my shoes off before the tent or in the tent? I don't want to bring the dirt in, but I don't want to bring it out. And you're just like, I was standing there for like five minutes figuring it out. I forgot what I did, but it was not the right decision. <laughs> um, All right, Jeff, what are you watching? What am I watching? I am watching uh, The Terminal List starring Chris Pratt, which is an Amazon Prime thing about a, a, a seal who's getting it. You, you watching that, sir? That's Do you like it? Or you, did you finish it? So I'm not done yet. No, no, no. I, oh. don't mean, I don't mean like, don't let him talk. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I meant, I'm not done with this series. <laughs> See how he treats me Jeez. every day. <laughs> how dare you interrupt? No, I'm not. So don't spoil it. But are you enjoying it? Yes, I watched, uh, read the, all of his books. So That's... he's really good. And, you know, the series is really close to the book. So, yeah, Jack Carr is very good at, at doing it real realistic. And Chris Pratt does a. Good job in it. He's awesome in yeah. it, man. And that's like the guy with the beard, like that I yep. was saying, like that's half the Southern guys, those big burly guys that just have like saved lives and taken lives. You know what I mean? Yep. Did you, did you, were you in the service at all? No. No, you weren't. Not a cop or something? I'm seeing, I'm nope. seeing the white mustache. <laughs> I don't know. I put two in the silver hair. This guy, you know, used to crack skulls over there in the third precinct. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a couple mag lights on the dome. No. no. But, but, can can you your say name? your name? Yeah. It's uh, Derek. Derek. Are you one of the winners here? Yes. Now, when you got the notification that you were winning a zero expenses pay trip to Elmhurst, to... <laughs> well, what was your first? What was your first feeling? Well, I had to email and ask if there were winners announced because I didn't see any. Uh, and then I got a reply back that said, "Well, there's one who isn't sure." So dot dot dot. And then oh. I got a reply back that, so technically, I'm, you know, Miss Congeniality. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had one. What, this is he, reserve list Derek, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, he was on the wait list. Yes. And then Logan Monty Burke couldn't make it. And well, so, shout out to Logan Monty Burke. Who, you guys are going to see it. We're going we're gonna to post it. Um, he has some fan art. He, he did, did like fan, a fan art, art, a cartoon of us. A cartoon of it's us wild. that is like so wild. Uh, it, it is like very accurate. It I'll, highlights uh, my terrible tattoo. It does, like to a T. Like it's ridiculous. Because um, he bowed out. He couldn't make it. But so I'm glad. But yeah, was, so Derek filled his shoes. Yes, very excited. All right, Derek, as always, we do a rating system. How many... <laughs> How many cold weather camping videos do you get back? <laughs> ten being the greatest. Ten cold water camping videos being the greatest. One cold weather camping videos being the worst. How many do you get at Terminal List? Derek, review. We had nine cold weather wow. camping videos. Wow. Big endorsement from Derek. Even though he wasn't supposed to be here, he's giving it his all. That's the moral difference. That's the, come on over this. Well, thank you. Everybody give Derek a round of applause. 
Is he getting a gift bag even though he wasn't a, a Yeah, he got a gift bag. Okay, He's getting making a, sure. Yeah. All the winners get gift bags too with some stuff. And did you guys get the gift bags already? Yeah. Okay, we'll charge you for those on the way out. Okay. <laughs> We're ruthless here, right, Lisa? Yep. Um, all right, so terminal list, great. Um my rotten pick of the week is I don't have one. I searched oh, wow. and searched. Um you know what I'm sick? You know what? Can I? Okay. I don't want to disparage the Savannah local news, but I love trap. I never watch TV when I travel. Like, never. But if I'm in like a house type environment or yeah. whatever, and we're having coffee in the morning, I like to put on the local news. You know, mm-hmm. their local news was very budget. Like, <laughs> she was sweaty. She had the hair. I'm not criticizing. She was, a, you know, a very nice put together, but it like was not. And the framing was off. Oh. Now, anybody that works in, look at these two professional camera people (laughs) running camera right now in the back. You know you get your eyes in, like, the third quarter line of the frame, right? So you're engaged where you want all, you know, the happenings on the screen to be, you're drawn in with your eyes to their eyes on that three-quarter mark, right? This yeah, thing was no, like yeah. 50% line. Stop it. It's the strangest that's thing. A, that's a big no-no. But I got to say almost that's probably my pick of the week too because it was like very nice news oh. <laughs> compared to – I know we watch WGN every morning, which is about as light as you can get, yeah. right? I love my crew. I'll be on them on Monday. Oh, yes. See, Mom, I'm telling you right now I'm going to be on WGN on 9:30 Monday. 9.30 a.m. I love my mother. That's Pam, everybody. She's got two songs. I want pancakes. Okay, so, so my mom insists that if well, my mom gets mad at me. Really, the only time she really gets mad at me is when I don't tell you I have a television appearance, or I'm not like if I'm doing the Today Show or Good Morning America, whatever. Any of those. Sometimes it slips. So now, Aunt Fran, hi, Aunt Fran. Everybody, give Aunt Fran. She's the best. We've talked about her a plenty on the on the on the podcast, and she's uh, you know, she's on the the chain. You're on the text chain, and I'll be like, just FYI, nine a.m. Monday morning, WGN. And then my mom will be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? what? She'll she have to find a question no, about she, what? What? what question? She'll be like, well, what, what channel? What I'm channel? like, mom, <laughs> WGN channel nine. Well, what time? I'm like nine a.m. No, 9 a.m. <laughs> but if God forbid I do not make that. What? Why are you mad? Don't be mad. She's scowling at Mom, me. Mom, you got two songs. So I'm saying no this. No one else has Listen, two songs. She's got two songs. Yeah. I want pancakes with lots of cereal. Come on. What do you want for dinner? I want Pam steaks with all the fixings. Brigio, it's Pam Steak, baby, and it's out of control. Oh, oh, Pino Brigio, it's Pam Steak. Pam Steak, Saturday. Pam Steak, Pam Steak. She's like, why are you looking at me? He's the one that wrote Thank the you. song. Um, I wrote my dad a song, too. Um, Big Us. So now it's official. It's locked in. What? WGN. WGN, Monday 9:30. morning. 9 Well, yeah, whenever. And then I'll be... your DVRs. Um, so, yeah, that, that right? I watched WGN in the morning, but the, the news very much in Savannah was, was, much, was much lighter than Chicago news like, ooh, on any morning. There's been a cool breeze today. It's like, yeah, there's no, the, there's no neck. Like, the literally today, there's a neck stabbing. 
<laughs> what? Oh. I'm like, did you have to say neck stabbing? Why can't you just go with just normal stabbing? So I could start my day so in my coffee. you could start bracing night. your Anyway, neck. I'm watching as well besides Terminal List and Savannah. Um, my pick of the week, Emily. What? Welcome to Wexham. What is that? It's about the Welsh football club. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that, yes. It's about the Welsh football club, second oldest in all of Britannia. <laughs> That is purchased by one Ryan Reynolds, famous Canadian Hollywood movie star, oh, wow. and um, the guy from uh, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Wait, is it Rob like McElhaney. Yes, oh. it's a docu series, and they're only doing one a week, which is I think always a good indication we, of a quality show. It's Ted Lasso meets Ted Lasso, but in a in a docu series, I highly recommend really? it. Okay, it's uh the people are endearing, like what they do for this community, which is like the equivalent of kind of like a Rust Belt, down and out, you know, Welsh town, and the it's Welsh language dark. is interesting. Well, yeah, they have the, they have a very specific accent, and then yeah. they kind of have don't they have like some sort of weird Gaelic? Situation? No, there's there there's a there's like, a Welsh ooh. language, Emily. I don't know, and you'll learn all about this, but uh, highly recommend well, it. The I guys will. are. Because you're going to wash it. You're I will watch, watch it. it. Actually, this sounds right up my alley. Currently, three episodes in. Fourth one dropped last night. What's the I'm giving assistant? it 8.973 oh, wow. cold water camping videos oh. with sizzling bacon audio oh. tracks. Oh, that is good. <laughs> it's like mom's like listening in in the other bedroom. And she just hears... <laughs> Bacon sizzling. You're like, what are you doing in there, Gus? Mm. You know, I think we should ask the. Is, is, does anybody have anything yeah, really good a, they're watching? Any good recommendations? Yes, big time. Hold on. Who's got one? Well, Bert's got another. Bert's got another. Oh my God, oh here God. he goes. Why is Bert all the way in the back? I know. The new Lord of the Rings show. Okay. Rings Her, of Power. A lot of controversy about this. What are your feelings on it, Bert? Uh, I like it. I mean, it's different from the original. Um, you know, it, it's only two episodes and they're guaranteed five seasons. So 50 hours of Lord of the Rings. It's insane. That's too much. They're only two. Well, no, I don't think so. I think you it's too little. <laughs> is it, 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 is it better than the new, um, prequel for Game of Thrones? Have you watched that? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. They're both what? Game of Thrones is three episodes. This is two episodes. Uh, we'll see. I mean, they're just developing the characters. Emily's friends actually in the Rings of Power. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Cynthia. Uh, she's right? a main a main character in it. Um, so I'm excited. She's the queen. Mm, yeah, yeah. So a bit. I know. Player. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I like. I love it. I, it the graphics. I mean, technology is different. I mean, the first Lord of the Rings came out what 20 years ago. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. amazing. So technology is just yes. you know way more advanced now. So. All right, Bert. How many uh, Betty uh, the storytelling gumads do you give it? Ten being ten Betty storytelling gumads being the pinnacle top tier peak television, one being terrible. Um, right now I'll give it a, uh, give it a nine. Give wow. it. Ni- I'm sorry. Give it nine. What? Betty. Say I'm giving it nine. Betty. I'm giving it nine. Betty storytelling gumads. Storytelling gumads. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> he got you know he worked on Taylor Street for a long time. I know right he did. He knows. was actually there today. Oh my you- god. Yeah, he used to work for for our daddy. For our daddy. Our daddy. <laughs> Actually, I, I managed your condo as well. Yeah, that's right. In University <laughs> Village. Yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'll get that to you. I'll get that. I'll get that fee to you. I know it's been twenty years. But, oh wow. Um, thank you for all your service to this yep. fine, fine country. Yes. 
and beating that. Does anybody else have a show that they want to share? Oh, we got one oh, here got in the middle. Here. Oh, introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from and how you got here. So I'm Suzanne, and I'm from Glen Ellen. Oh, oh wow. Yes. I mean, right. so far from Elmhurst. <laughs> but um, so I'm living in my in-laws' basement currently. I've been there. Oh, because we sold our home and are waiting for our home to be done. And I have no television. So <gasps> I've had I've, I've gotten desperate. <laughs> and Peaky Blinders, Ooh. my daughter told me about. And I watch, and it is very addicting. And there's like a lot of seasons to ingest yes. at this point, right? How yes. many How many seasons are Ooh, I don't know how many. I mean, I'm just starting, but I'm I'm into it. So Ooh, I would with, recommend uh, that. The oh, British? Cillian, Ch- Cillian Murphy. Cillian, yes. He's yes. got a very interesting face. It's very small and pointy. But hey, how did attractive. you? Su- Su- Susan, right? Was it Susan? How did you? Uh, did you win the contest? No, Kathy did. Kathy I mean, won Kathy's the contest. The chef. Kathy's the. Oh. Kathy. She's so great. Come say hi, Kathy. Are you from Glen Ellen? Do you live in your in-laws' basement too? I do, I do not. Thankfully, um, I don't. Kathy, we met at the yeah, at the I, farmers market. Nice to sure see you did. again. Yeah, yeah. Nice to see you too. That was yeah. fun, right? It was. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So many a people. Turn- a, great a great turnout. turnout. Awesome. You turnout. never know what you're gonna get at the uh, so I Lyle French Market. No. <laughs> well, no, you never know. Oh my God. What are you watching these days? Okay, so I just started The Patient. <gasps> yes. <laughs> With Steve Carell. Did you watch the last episode? No, I didn't see Mondays. It's insane. No. I mean, I didn't watch the last one either. Like, my gosh, like, it's like it's, yeah, it's a nail biter. It's it is suspenseful. Like if you have anxiety, like I don't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like recommend you watching it or take a Xanax. Yeah, pop pop it. a couple Xanxas yeah. and get yeah. to yeah. get get to that yeah. work. But yes, so the first two episodes, yeah. Because it's it's like twenty three minutes yeah. long. Easy breezy. Easy it's breezy. insane. Yeah. <laughs> dad, you would probably did you watch it yet? No. It doesn't that, sound like a dad show. No, I don't that's think too dad much. Would, that's yeah. the opposite of sizzling bacon on the cold water yeah. sand shells. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I would give it a nine Betty storytelling Goombas. Go, Goombas. Goombas racist. Gumads. This Gumad. good. Like she did it. She yeah. did it on her yeah. own. I know, right? She okay, knows. so in my, I'm just gonna give my own self a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. In my post to win, yeah, I did a ten cold cheeks on cold, cold granite yes. after yes. passing out. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> I when, gave the show. That's a, when Sarah double dipped yeah. under the. Uh, yeah, she got the was, COVID yes. shot and the flu shot at yes. the same time. She passed out. And on the granite. I loved Pam and Gus's how you meet story and everybody's oh. actually how you meet story that was great yeah. right that, that was, was a great episode it was a i loved valentine's it. day we'll do how that again guys meet? yeah yeah we'll that just awesome. have to go out to the public yeah. we're gonna have to go out to the public this time maybe you know okay. susan with the you know she's living in the in-laws basement i'm sure there's a great story there but <laughs> <laughs> thank you kathy thank you yeah. you guys yeah don't be afraid to come up and grab yeah, yourself yeah. a drink this is supposed to be fun for all. Yes, all I don't use. want. I'll so, use guys. Use guys. Get yourself a drink. Get a drink. Yeah. No, she okay, can, maybe Kathy will bring. It's a family thing, right? Yeah. No one's underage, right? It's Elmhurst. There's no rules in Elmhurst. This is the Vegas. It's like the Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> of the Outback Steakhouse of the West Suburbs. Oh yeah. I said Emily. Q and A. Rolling up. Do you want a straw, Kathy? Oh yeah, she's. I'll get you a McDonald's straw too. You know those thick ones. Oh, those are the good ones. It's like, why did I drink this? It's 
Diet Coke so fast. Yeah, come on up, guys. Get yourself a little libation. There you go. You're off the clock, I'm sure. I know. Patrice has been the best, for real. Patrice is the best. The best. The best. I, I take people most serious when they when they not only have a lanyard on, but also a key attached to a lanyard. You know they mean They're business. They're going places. They got things happening. <laughs> they got control over the environment. Mm, very good. So we're doing Thank a, you, Patrice. a live edition of IGQ&A. Oh, and man. So who's got a question? Yeah, any questions for Emily? Or... Any questions well, for Jeff? No. no. <laughs> Seriously, Ooh, any questions? questions. Susan, in the basement. <laughs> who's who's truly your favorite sibling? Ooh. I don't have... That, that's not fair at all. That's not... Be, it's like a parent asking a parent who's yeah. your favorite child. It's like you know deep down it's you, but it's... It's, you know, you have to <laughs> pretend like you are impartial but no i love all of my siblings similarly in different Equally. ways yes. they're all unique well what do you and love beautiful so why don't we go through the list emily what okay. do you love about your older brother my older brother frank frank is he's he he has no filter and it's like the most like endearing but yet naturally funny person maybe on this planet because he just keeps on talking and what comes out of his mouth is like pure gold and I always wish I had a camera on him at all times. And he can make me laugh probably like no other. But I just, you know. But no, he's going through some stuff. If yes. you guys listen, he's, he's, he's going through some stuff. So we'll get him back on the show. Yes. Get him we're rolling. always in talks. He said he might have come today. But, you know, we're, we're close. But we, he'll be back and having a good time soon. What do you love about little sister Dana? Little sister Dana, another, she's, you know, she is never afraid to tell it like it is. Yeah. You know, no matter... What your mood is, or you know, it's like the opposite of Frank, where Frank exactly. just kind of stream of consciousness. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of you know, it's a mixed bag. Could be good, could be bad. Mostly self-incriminating, <laughs> and is a little more deliberate in her uh, intention. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I would say say that, but you know, you have to love someone that you know will just give it to you like you deserve it in it the best does. way. And she's an honest person, and she's very intelligent and smart, and she has experienced things that, you know, has made her into a certain type of a person that can kind of cut through the BS. Well, I believe that's a testament to uh, Pam and Gus, our yes. parents, who raised us to be um, not only outspoken, but also accountable for our actions, I think. And, exactly. And I think we're all willing to admit when we mess up or oh. when we say something or we hurt feelings. Well, I Some think of us you and I—I yeah. I think you and I, particularly more than the rest, really hold on to that guilt a little bit more yeah. than the rest of the family. Yeah, like, I hate it. like if we like hurt someone's feelings, we won't be able to sleep. Frank is the same way, but Frank, instead of calling, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Frank will give you a wall of text via the phone, <laughs> which will be like I'm not even kidding, nine paragraphs long of like. Let me explain myself. I'm so sorry. So sorry. I can't, you know, even if he's like can't come to dinner or something, it's nine paragraphs. Yes, he'll be like, I woke up this morning. I was feeling somewhat. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm sorry. No, you're the best. And then he'll like be like, LOL. It's very confusing. <laughs> he loves LOLing. Then he's just like, not come and deal with it. Deal with it. Um, but yeah, we're all, uh, you know, we're a tight team. Yes, so. we are. The Morrow Clan. Any other questions? Yeah. 
Susan, no, please I just ca- commandeer the oh, mic. Just sorry. give her. I had just one more. A- I'm just curious to know that to what do you owe your success? Like, what pivotal decision or what at, at what moment did you say to yourself, "God, am I glad I did that or met that person?" Uh, I, I've said I, I would say it was in third grade. I know it's weird, but uh, it was when I did my first play. Um, ever my first time on stage was uh, at at the at my grammar school, and it was in a production of Let George Do It. Obviously, very no, off Broadway, off, off Broadway, off Broadway. But I play like King George the whatever during that time. What was King, during? I'll say the third. Aunt Fran, Mom, no, King George, you're t- or Betty, Betty, the Who teachers, it? George Washington, King George. What 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 number of George was that? Let's say uh, George twenty three, forty four. And so I, I was I got out on stage and I remember my my parents were in the audience. I'm sure, you know, my dad, you know, dragged himself down from Taylor Street to, uh, you know, make us, you know, a hot three fifteen p.m. ticket of let George do it. And I, I went on stage and I had this accent, you know, British accent that I learned from like nursery rhyme VHS tapes when we were kids. For Very some frightening reason. ones. Like we'd always oh. rent these nursery rhyme tapes. That were like a constant in our house, which is like, London's burning, London's burning, London's fire, 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 Terrifying. Terrifying. Oh my God. Like, like oh, holy, 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 I'm going to kill you. And like, we, I don't know we why. We like fed these nursery rhymes, which I guess gave us all this, um, you know, penchant for British accent at I a know. very young age. <laughs> It wasn't from being like traveling to London town. No. Taking the Concord to London, you know. Um, so we, uh, I don't know. And I got out there and I used what was in our house. And these were these videos. And I put it to an accent on stage. And I remember from that moment on, my folks were like, we're going to put you, if you want to do it, we're going to put you in every type of performance we can. Acting classes, local theater, community theater, Second City programs all that stuff so they really instead of being like what's this kid doing like why is he you know don't he should be dunking a basketball or whatever not that like there's not a lot of italian american dunkers out there Uh, i'm sure there's a couple not at all they all like you know they yeah no but they're mostly spanish emily um but we um so i think from that moment on to answer your question it was like so, yes, I know it's like cliche to say, oh, it to my folks and my upbringing, but like they were very supportive. And so not only with driving me around to places to help uh, nurture my flair for that, but also um, when we're around the family table, like that granular, you know, like just you know, allowing me to be funny uh, around the table and then family parties allowing me to be funny. And then, at you know, funeral lunches allowed me to get a little funny. blue with the uncles <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, you know, that, that was it. But like the moment I think, uh, I, I knew I made it, uh, was right here in Elmer's. No, um, was, I think, I- <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, probably when I got home from a uh, food network star and I was gone for like two and a half months. And what a lot of people don't know is like when you film a, a, a reality show, you're sequestered. Like there's no phones. There's no books, no music, not even a magazine, nothing to entertain you. It's the competition, and it's living in this house with these people that are all fighting for the same thing. And bunk beds, right? And bunk beds. I'm talking like Ikea, children's match. Like, what's smaller than a twin? I don't even know, but it was smaller than a twin. 
And I'm sleeping, a junior, yeah. And I'm like, we're sleeping, and it's like, and the guy above me's farting every night because he's like, I only eat, you know, greens. And he's like, <laughs> and it was like, just like two, two and a half months of this. And it was very, very taxing. And I remember when I was uh, getting home and I haven't seen my family, and Lorenzo was like barely two at that. So we had no concept of where the hell daddy went, you know? And I get out of that car, and this was like even being in like a black car, you know, like they picked you up. It was like the first time I got a sign at the airport, you know, it was like Jeff Morrow. And I was like, oh my God, that's for me. And I'm coming home, and I knew at that point I was top two. So I didn't even think I, I didn't know I won, but I thought I, like I knew because I had to go back in a couple weeks and go to the finale. I didn't have to compete anymore. It was like, you know, it was going to, it was ready to be judged live or taped. And, so I left it up to fate, but I knew leaving that I was like, I have a good chance of winning this. I remember I, I got out of my car and this was at our house in Elmwood Park and I saw him in the window and they, you know, Sarah runs out and Lorenzo runs out. He's like, daddy. And I just remember him repeating, daddy, miss me. Daddy, miss me. Daddy, miss me. His hair was falling out. It was bad. Like I was like, I think I ruined my child. He lost his hair when I left because he didn't have no concept because there was no talk. We had one phone call every seven to ten days barely and there were 10 minutes timed and videotape so you couldn't say like i'm doing great honey you know so like the first calls was like oh my god i miss you i love how's everybody oh my god it's great and then like january came and like february there's like blizzards and i'm calling i'm like afraid to call home because oh i she's like sarah's like ah, i guess i guess you can't tell me nothing <laughs> You know, she turns into a pink lady real quick. She's like, ah, I guess what? I don't know. How's Giada? <laughs> She's like, want to know what happened here? Well, my mom was shoveling the driveway. She fell and fractured her elbow. That's what we're doing here. The porch screens blew in because of the blizzard. <laughs> Lorenzo's hair is falling out. But how's Bobby Flay? <laughs> how's Giada? Is she hugging you? How's the hot tub? Right, because she doesn't know what's going on. It started out cordial, you know, but then they progressively got more tense, the conversations, which were videotaped, which they've used like nothing of, obviously. But it was like, you know, you're thinking I'm competing in like, you know, the real, not even real world, but Big Brother or something where it's like co-eds in a hot tub. Yeah. Making weird decisions, getting drunk. Like that was not the experience at all. my favorite kind of reality So when I got out of that car and there was like my son running up and I heard his voice, because the hardest part about being gone was not like... I mean, because they'd wake you up at like three in the morning with video cameras and there'd be half the time there'd be no hot water. And it was like torturous. It really was. Longest days, just no food. We're sitting, waiting in a room with flies and garbage. It was crazy. I'm not. One day I'll write a book when the the NDA is done. Um, But but like I forgot it was the homesickness. But to the point where like I couldn't remember what his voice like Lorenzo's voice sounded like you know what I mean that's like a a weird thing to visualize like you know auditorily I guess like how does he sound like if he were to talk to me right Mm -hmm. now like and I forgot I I saw his picture because we were allowed one picture one picture each or two pictures it's like what is this the joint you know what I mean like two (laughs) pictures like (laughs) digging behind the wall of their pictures trying to get out Um, (laughs) but you know, I forgot how he moved. Like, I forgot how he, how this, you know, little boy that I left, like, moved through life and space. And, and you know, it was just amazing rolling up in that car and, like, getting out of there and being like, Sarah's like, I made cookies and we're going to go out. We're going to see our friends. Uh, and it was like, to me, I was like, at that point, I was like, I, I made it. 
You know what I mean? Because I knew I was going to win. I knew I had uh, the the top spot. There's nothing else I, I could have done to win it. I felt confident in how I left that show. I mean, this was 11 years ago, and it's super fresh in my mind, that whole experience to the point where I still have nightmares. I still have nightmares about Food Network star and Tony and Tina's wedding. Oh, Jesus. All the time. More than Food Network star. Two very hard things I've done in my life to kind of get to this point uh, that were instrumental in grooming me. Um, But, yeah, that, that, that was when I was like, okay, my life's about to change. And then you kind of wait, and then at that point, this is another fact. Fact. Sorry, Emily. I know we're like talking a lot, but we're no, all no, here, so saying. I'm divulging know, a talking. lot. Yeah, being very, uh, very open here. Um, I kn- before anybody knew in the public that I was in the cast of Food Network star. Not only did I know I won by the time any everybody knew that I was like the cast was released. I already won. I already shot the whole season of Sandwich King. So I had to I would have to go back to work and do everything normally per the contract and not quit my job and not do all this. So I'm like sitting there like cutting tomatoes, making club sandwiches. You know what I mean? And people are like, I didn't like this. This was crusty. Oh, bread still. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk the hell out of here one day. And that was before the cast was even released. So I'm sitting there with all this knowledge for months. And then the show aired. Then I had to keep it under wraps for 13 weeks and not tell anybody. My parents, you guys knew. I think my immediate family knew. Even though I wasn't supposed to tell them. I'm like, screw you. Like, how am I not supposed to tell my parents? You know, our lives are going to change forever. You knew in March. Yeah. And it didn't air till June. Yeah. Oh, it was exhausting. But yeah, that, that experience kind of was very uh you know is a very definitive moment for me so yeah that was the fourth time i auditioned for it so i had signed myself up for it first time i made it really far i went to new york and did the final round for semifinals, uh and i didn't make it and i, I was crushed and then i took a year off and then i kept going after that and i finally it was the last time Mm-hmm. I told myself it was the last time I was auditioning for that show, 100%. And you did it, Jeff. And yes, then I look did. at you now. Uh-oh. Gus has got a question. Uh, uh, what about your uh, culinary skills? And um, I, how did you start getting involved in food and uh, lunches and stuff like that? Uh, well, my first job was for a, uh, a butcher shop, uh, River Forest Market, and they had a butcher shop at back, and I... Got paid $3.62 an hour to clean fat and bloody sawdust off the floor and scrub cold fat pans in the back for mustachioed butchers who chain smoked and cut meat. Like, I mean, what was this like the Upton Sinclair novel or was this River Forest in the 80s? But um, Upton Sinclair wrote The Jungle. It's like a little Dennis Miller. Is this an so, so I, from that moment on, and I loved it. Like, I loved working around food. No, there was no. There's very little quitting in our family, but I don't think it was in us to quit most of the time, unless no. it was like a, a lot of cardio was involved. Yeah, like soccer. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is like mm-hmm. you're gonna drive me an hour to go run an hour. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. And then I worked. Yeah. Worked my way up, and then I moved down the street a couple months later to another like a catering deli, and and then I don't know. I you, just growing up in a big uh, Italian American family where food is central. Uh, you, you, you know, you gain a respect for it, but you also realize from a young age the power of food. And it's also just a form of entertainment. I always loved 
being in the front of a house in a deli atmosphere because to me that was a stage, right? You have the counter, you have the case, you got the meat, you got the interaction of slicing meat. Is that thin? Is that too thin? And I loved being on stage but still cooking. Uh, and, you know, I knew uh, I was never going to – I say this frequently, but I knew I was never going to be the, the funniest or most successful stand-up comic or comic or improviser. I was never going to be – I never wanted to be like a – you know, three-star Michelin chef or the best chef, but I could be the funniest chef in the world. And that was kind of like, when I figured that out, I was like, I got an angle. And then the sandwiches were all, I always made sandwich. Every job I had was more of a deli sandwich shop. So there it is. You did it. Oh, when I made my third grade, seventh grade, I was, uh, my mom got fed up with us uh, because she was making four lunches, bag lunches a day. She's like, I don't, I, I can't do this anymore. And she, uh, she's like, make your own damn lunches, especially if you're complaining about them. So we made our own lunches. And I realized quickly that if you separate all the meat from the bread, from the condiment, and construct it all at the lunch table, fresh, a la minute, that you're going to have the best darn sandwich that hasn't been compressed by an apple or sitting there next to a banana or getting weird and congealed. In this way, and that was from that moment, I was like, you know, I, it wasn't it, was, it wasn't great for my popularity at the table. Didn't didn't lead to any makeout sessions, certainly, but it led to this career and a love of sandwiches. All right. We also want to thank our first sponsors. Yes. Our partnership with Recovering Bro, and remind you to use that promo code Recovering Morrow M A U R O Emily. Exactly. If you don't know how to spell my last name yet. I swear you'll be recovering soon from a knuckle sandwich. No way. <laughs> uh, just remember, Recovering Bro is going to help show the world a better way to feel better with self-aware self-care products that help you feel way better from morning till night. Recovering Bro, feel better, be better. So go to Recovering Bro today and use the code Recovering Morrow. Yes. Well, now we're getting into our interview with Dan Bartlett. Everybody, Dan Bartlett, the director here. Hello. The curator. What curator of exhibit. Curator. Yeah. Dan Bartlett is here. So tell us about the, the name of the exhibit and how it came to be. Uh, well, this is the educational portion of the show. Grab a but, drink. Uh, <laughs> we uh, thank you all for coming and thank especially you and Emily for coming. But um, here at the Elmer History Museum, we always try to find a story with local roots that kind of resonates across the Chicagoland area because we're so well located on the railroad line, we're so world famous that you know people want to come here. So uh, uh, we were hitting, looking for something light to talk about in the summer, um, and we started to talk about food. Um, Portillos, of course, is you could throw a rock from here to the first Portillos in Villa Park, and I think that's what really what really started us thinking about an exhibit about food. And then we start to think about well. If we look across Chicago, what are our foods? Chicago-style hot dog, Jardinera, um, rainbow cones, Italian beef sandwiches, you know, some of these things that you really don't find outside of the Midwest. Uh, and so we thought we'd put this little exhibit together, um, and it's been really uh, fun and popular, and a lot of people are coming, and a lot of people are learning about, about good food. Well, really, you know, we're talking about large cutouts of hot dogs and beefs and Jardinera and all this stuff, but really, you have to come and lay eyes on it here yourself. Just to get, you know, an appreciation. It, it really is so well done and it's evocative of, you know, the Chicago food history, you know, with from, from the font usage to everything. And it's, you know, truly like a, a wonderful experience well, here that you, you got to come here to believe. This is not like go on the, you know, the Google view 
and walk in here and get a good oh, thank you know, you. on the website you have to come here you know it was um it was really hard to to focus in because of course we don't have a lot of space and there are so many other foods that are associated with Chicago that get like one or two mentions. Yeah. Uh, it was really kind of hard to, to settle on the big three or four. I know. How did you boil it? Because I know there's a couple probably. I mean, you could probably make this triple the size. I'm, I'm happy to see Rainbow Cone because my aunts, my Aunt Fran yeah. and Aunt Catherine, I remember, they used to pick us up and they drive us through Lower Wacker Drive when it was green lights down there. Yeah. And to us, it was like a, a teleport, teleportation to the south side, to Rainbow Cone, and then you're driving. I mean, being a kid and being in their car, and we loved spending time with our aunts. They spoiled us rotten, and this was just one of the many things they did. But it was like it was like you know Star Trek. You're going through a time portal, and then you 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 know you right, couple, then, obviously then you a get couple an ice cream highways, cone. and then you get this Rainbow Cone, which is seven flavors. Well, I remember eating it in like the parking lot, yeah, like, on the car, like just like I, I, I can remember it like it was yesterday. It was probably after we saw like Sister Act Two or something. It was no, like, probably <laughs> Sister Act One. Yeah, of course, right? <laughs> but yeah, I loved seeing that Rainbow Cone. Like, if you could fit another thousand square feet here, what would be the first choice next to all this stuff? Oh boy, um, you know. Chicken Vesuvio and yeah. and the the Puerto Rican hibaritos. Yeah. yeah, I fell in love with those when I was when I was living in the city. I would like to have expanded our section on Jardinera. Yeah. Um, like more more maybe more provisions, moral yeah. provisions more, Jardinera. More, provisions. more you know, like the top. Maybe yeah. me holding. <laughs> maybe me well, like see, uh, me uh, me on the pedestal like the cardboard cutout. But like laying sideways, kind of sexy, but like not stu- super suggestive. Well, you know, you like a young Kevin Bacon. You could have like been <laughs> cut out of the- You could have been dead center in the wall of Jaranero, but you'll see that there are sixteen ounce jars on the wall there, and almost everybody has the same size sixteen ounce jar. But the outliers at the bottom are different sizes. So we started at the top and we went alphabetical with the, okay. the proper size jar of Jardinera. And then we put the, the problem oh, people. The problem children. I was, I was I wondering why we were on the bottom. I know. I so like, now imagine M in, a, in a, an appropriately sized jar of Jardinera. And then right, you've been right in the middle of the, of the thing. You know what I did that? And that was an intentional, much like all the custom cuts in our Jardinera, you know, that are cut to my certain specifications. Thank you very much. That's <laughs> that's what we do in Elmhurst here. That's how we take care of each other. But I, I, I that was strategic. The 16 ounce, where I know, I mean, we all grew up with, with that size. Yeah. Sometimes in modern fridges, it's hard to fit into the door, especially when you usually have three or four of them because they, they're, they're too tall. So this is very universal. Everybody else is wrong. We're right. Get them off the damn <laughs> shelf. I hate you. <laughs> Yeah, do you think uh, you know Orlando's coming in here doing a live podcast? What about Ricanto? He ain't coming in here. Dick has certainly ain't. <laughs> <laughs> but I am very excited to try yours, the honey, honey, honey jam. Oh, honey oh no, jam. we'll make sure we get and you one. In the course of in the course of going through the exhibit, you know, of course, you know, a lot of people have mild or hot. I'm, Just the tip I'll, of the You don't have to give me one. I'll take this no, one because yeah, I got to figure out what to do with sixty jars. No, of they have a good, great shelf life on them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love I love the representation too. Like you see the pork chops and the Polish too. I mean, that's like another kind of unsung hero mm-hmm. that we know that doesn't get the national exposure. Have you seen the uh, Have you seen the bear yet? I have watched a few of the, the right. first episodes. Yeah, because I mean, this you know this is what a perfect time yeah. to have an exhibit like this because of the Italian beef and the exposure the bear has brought to it right. and Jardinera is you know confusing as that 
setting of the bear can yeah. be for Italian so, beef culture. Very you know? emotional. Very emotional. Very intense very. watch. You know, um, it, it has really kind of put it on a pedestal nationally. Right. Yeah, have, you, talk- have you seen anybody coming in here because of the bear? Uh, no one that I've talked to in the gallery has come in because of the bear, but I did talk to somebody from the L.A. Times. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he oh. was about Italian beef. He grew up in Elmwood Park. but Oh, really? What's yeah, his name? I, I knew you were going to ask me, and I can't remember. <laughs> oh, let's call him Tommy. Tommy. Tommy from Elmwood Park. Tommy Luca um, the Brigitte. Uh, that's good. At least they called upon you, right? Do you feel like you're... You have a, a, obviously a greater knowledge. Could you call yourself an authority on Chicago food at this point after the research? No, no there's there's no. not even not enough time. No, not enough time. Not what, enough time. what was your what was the hardest thing? I, I assume you tried all the places. Oh on yeah. Display. Um, first of all, in 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 the interest of full disclosure, I'm a Wisconsin boy. All right, thank you guys for watching. Come on over now. Get the hell out. No. And uh, and so. Uh, I actually moved from Wisconsin here and uh, moved into the city to take this job um, in Elmhurst. So, oh, you're you, off the boat. Yeah, I am off the boat, literally. And and so, you know, we're having these meetings. We're talking about it in Italian beef. Um, we're talking about jardinera. In fact, I couldn't even. I was I was jardinera. I couldn't oh. pronounce it. Oh, oh, second word. Oh Lord, you know. get you a shirt too and some honey G. How about that? So. Uh, so I dive into the, the the research on the exhibit, and for example, there was one day I was reading about the history of sausages, and I had a meeting um, with the folks at Vienna Beef who have been very good supporters of the exhibit. And I went in and I, you know, I met with the marketing guy, and we talked about hot dogs. And I came back, and it was at two o'clock in the afternoon. I had to go over to Jewel and buy a pack of Vienna Beef hot dogs and some buns and some mustard, and Actually, I ate three right. of them in the basement. Jewels. Oh wow. Jewel, jewels. See, <laughs> I, you the know, I'm, I'm off the boat. Yeah. Here so, we go. Uh, but the same thing, you know. And my wife would always, she could always tell what part of the exhibit I was on because, you know, I come home talking about I had to have a deep dish pizza or I had to, you know, get an Italian beef sandwich. And, <laughs> it was like, woe is me, right? Yeah. Wah, wah. It was rough. I think that's actually a, a benefit that you came from somewhere else because I think with all of us here that grew up, we all have, you know, like we love the hot dogs, the beef, the pizza we grew up eating and we have a, a deep connection to that. You kind of came in without that relationship that was forged super early on. So you can almost be impartial. What was your, without offending any of the sponsors here, what was your like favorite eating experience out of all your research probably the italian beef at bona really wow um, yeah and and you know the exhibit really concentrates on on portillo's bona lumalnati's and rainbow cone and the question you know it, it ends up sounding like it's um some corporate backed thing here but but the the reason that we chose these companies of course portillo's as i mentioned comes from villa park we started casting around for other local businesses that were representative of these iconic Chicago foods. And of course, the Bona Company, Bona Volanto, started um, not far away. And of course, Lou Malnati's has had a restaurant in, in Elmhurst since 1992 or 93. And so there's nothing nefarious in choosing these particular companies, uh, except for the fact that they're local people in Elmhurst, the western suburbs recognize them. But then they're also iconic champions of these brands. And one of the interesting things that came out of, of kind of comparing the, the research and their stories was that, um, you know, and and to show you what kind of a Wisconsin boy I am, I called it Portillo's when I got here. Oh wow! <laughs> but he is it's 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 a Spanish name. He's it is from yeah. Spain, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's not. It's Portillo. 
Portillo. Portillo. I know. So Patrick. we're all wrong. You were the only one right. Portillo. <laughs> yeah. So Portillo, he has a, a Portillo has a, a, a vision for bringing um, the hot dog from the city to the suburbs. Um, and he's got a vision for what that experience is going to be like. And he focuses in on that. It moves way beyond hot dogs into Italian beef sandwiches and burgers and stuff very quickly. As soon as he starts to get brick and mortar restaurants, he risks he and his wife's savings to start this business. They were looking for their family to create a business. They had a family recipe that goes back to very early in the history of Italian beef sandwiches, but they also had a vision for what the, the experience of eating was going to be. They didn't want a walk-up stand. They wanted a, a clean restaurant that a family could go to. And the same with the Malnati's. You know, Lou Malnati is trying to bring uh, the 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 deep dish pizza from the from the city to the suburbs and again he's got a vision for what he wants this food to taste like every time in every restaurant and that's typical of of, of all three of these chains and they are able to to prosper in a way they almost become um, ambassadors for these for these brands now as they start to grow out of the Midwest with. Portillo's around the country and Malnati spreading past the Midwest mm -hmm. and Bona across the suburbs. And these these are companies that have gone on for, for decades. You know, Bona Volantos um, still run Bona, the Malnati family. Um, Bona now partners with um, Rainbow Cone. Yeah. The same basic idea. Lynn Sapp looking for uh, something that understood how important that original Rainbow Cone recipe is. And, of course, the folks at Bona have that same kind of family. It made it kind of a nice, you know, wrapped it all up into a nice um, bow of uh, these stories of these families. I wow. don't know if there are any other families that have started food company or provision companies with the... Amaro Provisions, yeah. 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 We celebrate our two-year anniversary. Yeah. Maybe not enough for the, the permanent wall, but I got a question for you. I got two questions for you. I need to know, as a Wisconsinite, now after this journey that you've taken, you've done for the good of the, of the land of Elmhurst, what is your Italian beef order and what is your pizza order specifically? And you will be yeah, judged. You know, everybody says I, I shouldn't go to, to is it Johnny's in Elmwood Park? Yeah. yeah. That's good. I mean, and I, I didn't because I'm too intimidated by the ordering yeah, process. They'll sniff you out. Yeah. If, you're, if, you got, if you show any fear, it's like dogs yeah. or bees in the guy running the register at Johnny's. They, they know. know if you're, so, you're timid. So my Italian beef order would be probably... Um, Next. <laughs> Next. Let's go. Uh, a wet mild. Wet mild. Wow. I don't think they have mild jardinera at any beef stands. I think it's all hot. No. So you're out. Yeah. You're yeah. out there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You, no, that's all right. No, that's... No. I, I, like the, I like the mild, too, on it, because you can really load it up and get all the crunch and the oil from it. Yeah, and, you know, and I understand, and I love that, that Bona talks about, um, you know, their dipped version is baptized, mm -hmm. uh, and I get that, but I'm not there yet. You're yeah. not there yet. It's, it's good. a lot. I'm working it's up a lot. To All right. When I started the exhibit, it was dry. Well, the, uh, uh, yeah. baby steps. Yeah. I told you, these Wisconsin people, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Can you secede already from the union? What about, uh, Dan, what about your pizza order? A lot less stressful. Can do it, you can do it anonymously online now. No, We're not judging you on this order. Tell us what kind of pizza and how you order it, please. Well, I mean, this is one of the things in the exhibit. We have a section called the food fight, which is a ballot where you can vote on some of the key <laughs> issues um, surrounding Chicago food. And, of course, one of the, the key questions on that is whether the Chicago pizza is deep dish or uh, tavern style. 
And that, <coughs> of all of the topics, that seems to be the one that people want to fight about the most. My, my pizza would be a tavern-style mm. um, green pepper and Italian sausage. And I understand it's controversial as well, but I like a little fennel in my Italian sausage. Okay. I okay. like it, too. Okay. There's um, nothing wrong with that order. Maybe I'd round it out with, a, like, triple pepperoni, but that's just me. And I'm well, not hijacking I, your order. That's a the, good... I, I got to defer to the wife on some of this. So it's politics. Pep- yeah, mm. it's it all is. politics. <laughs> but, but as far as the, the question about whether Chicago's pizza is deep dish or tavern style... The balloting through the course of the exhibit is exactly 50-50. Stop it. I am not wow. kidding. It has fluctuated 49-51 the last time I checked. Half the people are saying that they want tavern style and half uh, uh, a deep dish. But and I, and I cannot give credit to the person on the internet that, that I read this from, but I think there's something behind this too. Tavern style is the, is the pizza you eat when you're on your way somewhere and you got to get something to eat or it's two o'clock in the morning and you're on your way home from something and you got to get something to eat or the game is on and you got to have something to eat deep dish is an event yeah because it takes so much longer to prepare for it and so that's the we're going out to celebrate you know mom's birthday or we're going out Mm -hmm. you know on a special occasion and even the malnati's talk about that when they opened their restaurant how it became this kind of mecca for um graduation parties and Mm -hmm. birthday parties and Mm -hmm. like and i've actually seen that in the voting some people that will say you know it depends on what yeah what i'm going to event, whether it's like a friday night Exactly. pizza during any time of the year which you know maybe the parents are going out dancing getting dolled up that's right? right Spritzing on the uh, spritzing on the jupe and getting 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 ready for a night out, and they order you a pizza, and the babysitter comes over. You're eating tavern style square cut, right? Exactly. Fighting over the end pieces. And square uh, cut is right. Mm-hmm. It's a must, but I, I love that because I mean, big celebrations. We always, you know, we started going to Uno's, Dues, mm-hmm. and then Malnati's took over. Uh, so I don't know, maybe ten, fifteen, twenty know. years ago or whatever. We we started gravitating more towards that. But that's what I always argue with East Coasters. About when it comes to Chicago pizza versus New York pizza, most New Yorkers eat that, you know, they eat their pizza on the go off a soggy paper, cheap paper plate. The pizza's been sitting in a window for God knows how long and they reheat it and then you take it for a couple bucks with a soda and you take it to go. They call it soda. It's called pop here, right? Of course. Sorry to translate for, I know Wisconsin, you guys call it pop too. God bless you. That's the least we have that in common. We can cross the aisle on that one. So there, right? And it's like hasty and it's quick. And there's some really great slices of New York pizza. But in Chicago, it's always an event. And that's what I think separates us. Because the pizza, we rarely eat slices of pizza here. We only eat whole pizzas. And that pizza usually comes to your door, piping hot in a bag, sometimes a box. Or you're sitting down with your loved ones, right? With giant red red tinted cups and pitchers that diet right. Right? Maybe have like pizza bread starters before pizza, (laughs) cheese stick starters before pizza, but as long as you have a salad filled with pasta in it and bacon (laughs) and blue cheese, the life's in balance, right? And I think that's what separates our, you know, wonderful city and our food culture. And that's why I think, especially with help of the bear and exhibits like this, we've really uh, solidified ourselves is the greatest culinary mecca. In the country. And I can honestly say that because I work, I spend literally 50% of my life in New York and New Jersey, and there's great food. I've lived in LA for four years. I travel there all the time. I go all over the world. There is no better food per capita. And it's uh, so great uh, to be highlighted 
uh, in an exhibit, in like an official museum exhibit that should probably travel the world. Are you up for the task? Will you bring it to Cleveland? I, I'm retiring at the end of October. Great. And to that, everybody, please give Dan Bartlett a round of applause. Curator here at the Elmhurst History Museum. Thank yeah. you so much, Dan. I'm sorry. You didn't look at me. I didn't think. But, uh, and yeah. that's it, guys. I thank yeah. you all. Oh, my God. Guess what, Emily? What? I didn't put in the favorite track. So you say something okay. really nice. Well, I'm, I'm, am I doing the credits? Just do something. All right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for coming. Family, friends, people who drove from Peoria. Yeah, go. Hey, shout out to Peoria. We love Peoria. I got arrested there once. Um, But thank you all. How about this, Emily, as a statistic? What? And you can put this on the wall. 50% of the Morrow children have been arrested in Peoria. (laughs) It's true. It's true. But uh, we really want to uh, thank the folks over at the Elmhurst History Museum, of course, Patrice, Dan, the the folks over at uh, E-Town Lowdown. Seriously, thank you so much. You guys have been a dream to work with. And um, this has just been so much fun. And we thank everyone for coming out. And it's just it's just a dream come true, I tell you what. Can- we'll do this collectively. Yes. If you guys remember the sign-off, I'm going to say thank you all for coming on over. And you guys know what we're going to say after that, right? Now get the hell out, right? All right. Okay, let's do it together. Make Elmhurst proud. I want to hear you on the mountaintops of Elmhurst down York. And down York, Road. all up at down. Now York and Roosevelt Road, Road, where, where you, you always save more money. money. <laughs> Thank you all for coming on over. over. Now get the hell out. The Come On Over podcast is sponsored by Recovering Bro, showing the world a better way to feel way better with self-aware, self-care products that help you feel way better from morning till night. Recovering Bro. Feel better. Be better. Visit recoveringbro.com today and use promo code RecoveringMorrow and check out the link in our show notes. This show is powered by Game Plan. It is produced and edited by me, Emily Morrow. Jeff Morrow writes all of our songs. Special thanks to everybody who helped with this, and we will see you the next time. Bye. (laughs) 